Welcome, guys. Welcome to today's episode. Welcome to the Grad School for Grown Folks podcast, sponsored by Dissertation Doctors. Hey, you're landing in the right place. Today's episode is actually a good one. It's one where we have a guest. Dun, dun, dun. You've got it. Today, my special guest is going to be Dr. Brian Williams. I have finally found someone... <laughs> who can shed some light on this all too common topic that comes up behind the scenes. So we're going to talk about navigating the terrains of graduate school and a relationship peacefully. Yeah, you heard it. Now, before we dive in, I want to tell you a little bit about this giant that we have joining us today, Dr. Brian Williams. I call him Dr. B. Dr. B is an author. He's a speaker, leader. He's a powerful voice you don't want to miss on today's show. He's also an entrepreneur and a school administrator. He currently is an elementary assistant principal in Columbia. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm thinking about what kind of patience he has to have. <laughs> so he's in South Carolina, and for the past 15 years, he has been leading and serving schools in different capacities. Dr. Williams also owns Basic Wisdom LLC, which is a consultant agency that works with leaders and helps them to fortify strategies and practices to help their professionals and leaders reach their potential. Dr. Williams is passionate about the leadership position that he has in helping others strive as leaders because he believes that success and failure of any enterprise rises and falls on how we lead people and manage systems, whether it's in public education, our home, or as an entrepreneur. He believes in the power of positive leadership and its effect on society. So many of the leadership lessons that he teaches can actually be found on his YouTube page called The Moment of Clarity. Lessons in leadership. I love them. They're really, they're not really um, long, you know, I think he's <laughs> kind of figured out like I have the attention span of people. It's like super short these days. So he just nabs your attention and gives you everyday wisdom and clarity that you can just snag it and in, in, apply it immediately. Dr. Williams has been recognized in his field for being an outstanding school leader on the elementary and secondary level. He's also a graduate of Winthrop and Grand Canyon University. In his spare time, he enjoys working out and golfing, reading and studying, and spending quality time with his wife and his children. And that's one of the reasons I really inviting him today so that we can have a balance of voice, but also the wise aspect. So without further ado, I would love for you to take a listen and enjoy my time that I spend with none other than my brother, Dr. B, the advocate, the innovator, and the educator. Let's dive in.
not to be welcome to the Grand School for Grown Folks podcast. Welcome to the Grand School for Grown Folks podcast, Dr. B. You know, I've been trying to get you here for a minute. You probably don't know this, but I have. I've been wow. trying to get a solid male perspective. I, at first, it's so weird because at first I was working with so many female so many women who were in leadership positions working mm-hmm. on their their doctorates and then something wait I'm so corny something changed <laughs> and look how corny I am I was like I have more men clients than women uh-huh. and I started to see how people would look at me like you're an idiot like you don't know why <laughs> wow yeah I mean but but you you you're good at what you do you're good at what well, you do. Thank you. So you're going to get everybody. Because <laughs> I, I was smart. They were like, you're an idiot. Uh, but then, more importantly, was the conversation. Mm-hmm. So I started to also notice a trend in the conversation. Mm-hmm. So the single women, and that's what this conversation is about, is I noticed that the single women, like there was almost like a... <clears throat> a disappointment uh-huh. in the fact that they're working so hard to get this and it was almost like and I'm still not good enough wow wow yeah and and you know that that kind of stems for where our society is too right so women have to work almost two times as hard as men just to get the same credibility right which is which is unfortunate i mean we're progressing but it's that that's not how it should be. And I think any real man knows <laughs> that women are just smarter than us anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they, catch on, they catch on to everything faster than we do. Uh, and that's why having, having that relationship where you going through this whole process is so vital to your success. I said, uh, I, I was going to break this post, but it's true. I said the secret weapon to any successful business is a woman working Correct. in the background. Like seriously, it's probably it's probably a woman somewhere working in the background. See, mm-hmm. you were the one that told me that uh, Jill Biden had a, a doctorate. I didn't know she had a, Listen. what'd you say? <laughs> I'm telling <laughs> you, when, when I heard it was Dr. Jill Biden, I said, Jill is running everything. <laughs> <laughs> like we we recognize that. It's, it's that, that level of vulnerability where you understand that there are some things that I'm just not good at and I can't do. Do that for me. I got to have somebody there to, to really push the envelope for me because I can't do it. So I wonder if it's safer to lead with that if you're in a marriage, but maybe that that comes that comes across as I've been married before, but but I wonder if it's safe to lead with that if you're married, but if you're single trying to be in a relationship maybe that's it's not safe to lead with your profession it's not safe to lead with those titles it's not safe to lead with that and I see too many women maybe leading with that like there's so much more to them it's there's more to us you maybe it's not safe to lead with that is that is that what you're saying it's it's definitely not safe because the, the the connotation that men have is um they, they want to be respected, right? And mm-hmm. so we subconsciously think about respect as dependency, right? Mm-hmm. So if you lead with your title, doctor such and such, pastor such and such, apostle such and such, whatever, when you lead with that title, the first thing we think is she's independent. So she can never respect me 
because she can't, she won't be able to depend on me for anything, right? So when you're independent as a female, males automatically feel like they're not going to be respected by you because you don't need to depend on them for anything. That is so, that's not fair. Because see, on the other hand, now, if we were to totally say, okay, well, we, we're going to de- depend on you all, then we're a gold digger. Co- correct. You can't win. No, no. <laughs> no, 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 you no. Can't, you, you, you can't win. because That's just how men think. Even though we may say we don't think that way, subconsciously, when we see a woman who has their own and they're independent, we don't believe that they will respect us because they don't need to depend on us for anything. Wow. That's just how we think. It's crazy. And so now what I see is I see the single women competing instead of complimenting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, And I'm like wondering, okay, well, wait a minute. Like I've straight up told one client to drop out of school. I was like, because she was so hurt behind a divorce that she went to school to try to prove her worth. And I said, this, you're trying to, you're trying to take something that is uh, academic and make it something to to increase your value that's internal. The the, Mm -hmm. the two have nothing to do with each other. Correct. And I've heard you say Yeah, I've heard you say, uh, <laughs> you said before, men want to be needed and women want to be seen. I've heard you say yeah, that. They do. They do. Yeah. They do. And like so 100%. they're driven by that. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. driven by that. I need to prove myself, right? Which yeah. brings on that, that, that independency, right? Which causes males to be scared of them because we don't feel like mm. we're going to be respected, right? And so it's, it's that whole issue of, um, as a as a male, we're always looking for someone to have to need us for something, right? No matter. So if you is that up, so? Is that why they go and get the secretary? They go and get the lo- the one that don't even. I mean, like, <laughs> oh, I mean, like, I mean, it's something. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's just I that mean, level of dependency. We we want to be needed. We want to feel. Every man wants to feel needed. Every man wants to feel needed. No matter what they say about it, they want to feel needed. And it and it's it's, it's almost that area of um, and that's that's where we mess up because we blur the line of a female um, needing us and then we thinking they're subservient to us. Yes, and that's where it, that line gets that line gets blurry. Um, and now we live in a society where women are empowered to be independent. So now well, it's yeah. a it it it, it kind of is we males feel like it's an attack on them yes. when you're empowering women and that's that's not what it should be so when you were in your doctoral program and, and and another reason i i asked you to come on is because i know you definitely have been married successfully what was that dynamic like okay you're in a doctoral program we know how much time it take up we know even when you're not in class you're thinking about it mm-hmm. how did you all ba- navigate that and balance that out to where because sometimes it can swallow it up yeah and it did like it, it was a struggle for me and my wife initially uh, because mm-hmm. one thing that I think you have to know whether or not you're married or not if you're in a relationship you have to know your your the person that you're with. You have to know their strengths and weaknesses, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think it's embedded in all of us. We want to either be understood or we want to be heard. And there's time for <laughs> both of them. When you're going through that that doctoral process, 
you can't be understood by somebody who hasn't done it or is mm -hmm. is not doing it at, at that time right mm -hmm. so with my wife it, it what it exposed and what it helped me understand is and it helped her understand that you know my husband's gonna have to talk to some other people about this because he wants to be understood he don't want mm -hmm. me just to sit there and nod my head and say baby it's gonna be okay right mm -hmm. and so it, it it caused us to grow closer now it didn't at first but once we understood that we got to really learn each other's strengths and weaknesses it caused us to grow closer so she she understood saturday morning he, he's gonna need to go to starbucks and and, and write I'm going to have to yeah. take the kids or I'm going to have to take the kids out the house so he can get some things done for two hours. I tell my clients that I think that outside source is, is, is it can help save your, your relationship and your sanity because, because it will drive your family. Like it, that you have to have, look, I think I was on my last episode, one of the episodes, you got to have the whole crew in on it. The right. dog too. Everybody <laughs> got to know. Everybody right. got to know. Right. You got to have your whole systems and routines in place. You talk about your systems, but mm -hmm. you know, when you help your clients, you have to have your systems and routines in place because if not, you can burn your whole family out with talking about your doctoral program. Mm -hmm. Then you Correct. wonder why the kids don't want to go to doctor, don't want to go to graduate school. <laughs> right, right, right. And it, and I think it's so powerful because I was just talking to my counselor yesterday, and you know she she's not married, and she was saying mm -hmm. you know your wife should be the one you go to for everything, and I'm like nah, it don't it don't mm -hmm. work like that. You know, you, your spouse should be the one you can go to for everything, but you Good don't want to dump everything on the person that you got to go home to every day. You that's know? a good point. Yeah. And so that's I, a good point. I, what I was explaining to her was um, I may talk to my counselor. I don't see it as dumping anything on her. I'm doing it to get feedback. I'm talking mm -hmm. to my mentor about feedback. But when I come home and talk to my wife, she doesn't understand. She's not going to be able to really give me feedback in that area. And so I'm ended up just dumping everything on her, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you got to know your spouse's uh, strengths and weaknesses and how to approach it as well. So with my wife, you know, she's, she's the type, she's going to listen, but she's a doer. So she's going to know, okay, Bay is stressed. Let me take the kids. Let me get them mm -hmm. something to eat. Let me do something else. <laughs> And she knows that I'm going to go to other people sometimes to get feedback and encouragement on how to move forward in something that they understand. Um, and I think it's also important that you talk to your spouse about who you're talking to to get that information. That's a good point. I was getting ready to say that, you know, one of the things I noticed, I think it's sad, but I see it quite often is so when a when one spouse is in a program and the other spouse is not, mm -hmm. the other one spouse graduates and the other spouse is stagnant. Mm -hmm. And this spouse is has like has all these goals, aspirations, ready to take on the world. And this one is like, mm -mm. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and so and, and that, that's where it goes to knowing who you're with. Like my wife, mm -hmm. if I ask my wife right now, babe, what's your goals? She's gonna tell me the most abstract, broad thing. She's gonna say. I want to be the best mother and the best wife I can be. That's what she's wow. going to tell me. That's her. Wow. You ask me wow. my goals, I have some specifics. Like, yes, <laughs> I yes, want to do this, yes. that, and th yes. But I understand after being with her for so long, I understand that's a perfect dynamic because mm -hmm. she can she can cause me to loosen up some 
and then I can help her tighten up in some areas. And we understood that. And that, that whole graduate process, the dissertation process really exposed um, my areas of weakness. And it kind of helped mm -hmm. me see a lot of my areas of weakness are her areas of strength. And mm -hmm. so just understanding, um, I think one of the biggest problems I made initially is I dumped everything on her. You know, yeah. I dumped yeah. it all on her. And I, yeah. I, I was yeah. complaining and man, I, I, I got to yeah. be up to three in the morning doing this, Y, and Z. Yeah. And yeah. it drained her just as much as it drained me. It's draining. I, I think some of, most of my one-on-one -on -one sessions are primarily just so they can talk to me. Correct. And as a matter of fact, their one-on-one sessions, because this is a part of what I do, mm -hmm. I, I, I have to have my own therapist. Correct. And I'm not Correct. in a doctoral program. <laughs> like, <Correct. laughs> like, like, like uh, there was a list of folks, there was a list of, it's so funny because there was a, literally a list of systems and routines that were in place for mm -hmm. successful people and for people making over 200000 a year. Mm -hmm. For people who did anything that had to do with coaching and talking to anybody that had to do with these problems, mm -hmm. and having a therapist was definitely one of them. <laughs> correct, correct, right, correct, <laughs> correct. And I, I have one, and I had. Yeah, to do it. I, I think it's I think it's essential. I, mm -hmm. I don't know what other people think, but but they literally, especially if they are in an online program, mm -hmm. they are so lonely. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. And when I was going through my online program, and, you know, there are times where you meet up, you know, with people, but mm -hmm. you're so disconnected, like mm -hmm. you're so disconnected. And so you start to internalize everything. So the mm -hmm. only feedback that I'm getting from people is, is I'm reading their feedback, not able to really talk to someone about how mm -hmm. I can improve or, or what I did well. Right. And so mm -hmm. often um when when you're dealing with that whole process you only hear negative so you only say negative things when you're telling other people about it and so mm -hmm. that whole understood versus just listening somebody who's been through it or going through it they understand that so they know how to mm -hmm. redirect you and bring you back to a safe place to be able to be productive so let me ask you this question so it's safe for you to say to, to be where you are in your positions let's flip it Mm -hmm. Say you have the wife who is the doctoral student and the husband who's like, I'm not doing all of what I'm not saving the world. I'm uh -huh. like, what would be your advice for her to manage that? What would what, what would be that? You know, I've been in class. Let me say, let me say, wait a minute. I've been in class. I've been in my doctoral program. And I had one classmate. She was a newlywed, mm -hmm. and boy, that phone would be buzzing. Buzz. <laughs> would, that joker would buzz off the table. Correct. Phone. Correct. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, like, one thing that it goes back to that dependency. So, I mm -hmm. think one thing as, as, as the wife, you have to still make your husband feel in some way that you need him. And that's hard to do when you're the one that's that's maybe more uh, driven or uh, you're going through that whole process. You still got to figure out. And that makes your job extremely hard. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, he can't relate to what you're going through, but you still got to figure out the way <laughs> to make him feel like he can. That's, that's just tough. And I'm glad I didn't have to go through that. <laughs> but that's, that's definitely <laughs> tough. 
because I would have drove my wife crazy because I'm the <laughs> one that's regimented. And so I would have been mm. trying to make her be that way. And it would have drove her crazy. It would have drove yeah. her crazy. Yeah, so, it's, it's, it's different. Like, I mean, you have so, I haven't looked at the data, but the number of single women, like, Ian, what do, what do y'all say? Like, what do <laughs> men say about the number of single women who man. want to be with, like, it's, how do you, it's like a lot. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a lot. It is. It is. It is. I'm not saying anything because I don't. I'm not looking for anybody. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, that's right, bro. That's right, bro. That's right, bro. Uh, well, that's right. Know, <laughs> smart, uh, smart. Uh, again, it goes back to again that whole that, that it goes back to that that little boosie song, the I N D P, the the independent one. If you, if you say and that every, one more time. Yeah, every every and see the goal of every every woman at least externally, is to be independent, right? Mm-hmm. Every, you, you, you know, you, when I've seen mm-hmm. this over time, like women are saying, I, I don't need no man. I don't need this. In the back of their mm-hmm. mind, they, 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 they don't feel that See? way, but they're going mm-hmm. to say yes. it. And so yes. that's what they give off. So because they're giving that off, men yes. feel like I'm not going to be respected. Yeah. So I'm going to leave this person alone. You know, that's so true. I think it's wonderful for us to be um, to be educated and to get all these beautiful degrees. But I will say this. I know you and I both have a Christian upbringing and background. Mm-hmm. Uh, the goal was never for women to be working two and three jobs. Correct. Um, Correct. Uh, you know, and if you go ask the old schoolers, uh, I like Apostle Leward Thompson, he'll tell you, uh, Apostle, Apostle will say, we, we honestly supposed to be in the AC shopping, uh, <laughs> driving a Phantom. Correct. I, I like I like his I, I like his yeah. idea of it. Yeah. Um, you know, um, it's almost like we're programmed. Um, we've 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 I'll say it, we've been sipping on some other type of juice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've you know I've been there before the the grinding mm-hmm. culture. Correct. Um, and uh, I I like to say grace over grind now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think approaching life differently but I think if any kind guy as a single woman the truth I don't think she would say I would rather do everything myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. than to have beautiful handsome help correct correct no 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 woman they they'll they'll say the wrong thing to to give off strength Right. Because if I'm independent, I'm strong. <clears throat> but it, it, it yes. actually we all know that it takes it takes strength to to partner with somebody like mm-hmm. it takes more strength to sometimes have to let go of what I want for what somebody mm-hmm. else wants or needs. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I think in in all of us, based off you know, our Christian upbringing, too, in all of us, there is uh, something yearning for someone else. Like it, it, it's a reason why um, God gave us friendships and people that are on that horizontal level, because before, you know, before Christ, we, he, 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 there were certain things God just didn't relate to humans on. Right. Mm -hmm. He didn't need, he never needed anything. He never, Mm -hmm. you know, so, so he came down so that he could relate to us. So Mm -hmm. it's important for us to understand that, you know, these horizontal relationships 
are God given. And, mm-hmm. and we're supposed to be partnering with people. That doesn't always mean in a, in a, rela- uh, you know, a marriage or relationship, right. but, yes. but, but just partnering, just partnering yeah. with people um, is so powerful. But again, in our culture, uh, and I'll say in Western culture, more so, particularly, mm-hmm. it's this whole idea for women that I have to be independent, yeah. you know, yeah. and that and is contrary just- to what men are looking for. Yeah, I'm. I, and I, I'm all about. I just have a. I. I especially now that I'm a full time entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I just and and I say that I'm I'm working for the kingdom, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's because I live my life very differently. And it's interesting because of I watch how uncomfortable not being in a nine to five environment feels to my body, mm-hmm. and I and I remember how uncomfortable it was for me to take a nap. And I felt like there was like, I would, you know, get mad at myself at first. Mm-hmm. And God was like, uh, sweetie, <clears throat> my love, uh-huh. you are a, a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, nine to five was for Henry Ford to make a car. Correct. Correct. You not making a car. Correct. I, I didn't make you that the, the work schedule was never for a woman. That's right. So it doesn't mean that we're weak or fragile. Mm-hmm. We, we, the, the eight to five gig was never created for a woman. <laughs> it was never created for us. Yeah, yeah. It was never created for us. I, so I don't try to work my hours as an entrepreneur or even anybody that worked for me as an eight mm-hmm. to five gig. That's right. It just That's changed right. my whole perspective. So mm-hmm. independent, it to me, it means what does that mean to you? In my mind, it means relying completely and solely on God. Correct. And you've grown to that place. Right? I've grown to that. You've oh, grown indeed. to that place. So, oh, yes. Yeah. So think about the millions of oh, women yeah. in America that that are not there, right? Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're not there. So, but see, and, and here's the thing, like what you just said, it still goes back to dependency. See, God mm-hmm. never made us to be independent. None mm-hmm. of us. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't mm-hmm. make male to be man to be independent. He didn't make female to be independent. Mm-hmm. We're supposed mm-hmm. to be totally dependent on him. Mm-hmm. But what mm-hmm. God in his infinite wisdom understood was man needs somebody to relate to them that he can put his eyes on. Mm-hmm. Right. And so mm-hmm. that is so that's so powerful. We're all looking for um, we all sh- we all should be longing for dependency. But mm-hmm. the culture tells us to be independent. Independent, mm-hmm. right? Everybody finding everybody finding a safe space. Correct, correct, and they have their own truth. Yes, and yes. <laughs> you know, yes. and it's 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 just what it does is it causes us to be in silos, mm-hmm. and um, we can't properly partner with people because mm-hmm. we don't want to feel like we're dependent on. Yeah, yeah, and, a, and, and, and it's and interdependence mm-hmm. is where the overflow is. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because we're, we're we're getting the degrees, mm-hmm. but we are not coming together. We're getting the degrees though. Correct, and and to me, and I, you know, I'll push the push the, the button a little bit. Uh, it's prevalent in the African American community more than anywhere else. Right. Oh, I went to, yeah, I went to college with 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 some of my white friends, and mm-hmm. listen, they knew how to pass them classes. They oh, knew how course. to pass them class, and because they worked together, if you took yes. the class before them, they made sure you had all the notes. 
Well, but in the African-American yeah. community, we I didn't learn that until I hung around them. You know, they were dependent on each other in every other community. You can see it. Now, I'm not saying it's not in the African-American community because it is, but it's, but it's not, not prevalent. as prevalent. It's not as prevalent. Right. So just mm -hmm. just understanding that dependency is actually a, a gift from God to be able to know mm -hmm. I need to be dependent, number one, on him. But also he's put people in my life to help me be dependent on and they bring out the best in me. In whatever mm -hmm. area it is. That's true. When I was in when I was in my program, I actually had two mentors. One of them was my Jewish mother, and the other one was was a lawyer from um, Iran. Wow. And again, they poured wow. financially <laughs> mm -hmm. financially into me majorly. Like the one from Iran was telling told me to quit my job and just meditate. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah like I just think that we, yeah I see us getting the degrees and then those of us who are married I see the struggle because some of the unequally yoked thing happens mm -hmm. and I was just wondering like if you experienced it what where do you find how do you find the balance what would you tell somebody that's experiencing the shift in their relationship whether it's the male, I think it is different when you have the female though, who is the student. Mm -hmm. And, but I, I, you gave some sage advice. You said mm -hmm. that she has to find a way to include him mm -hmm. and fly, you got to find a way to include the man um, because it can be intimidating. And, and I is. think I talked about that uh, on one of my podcasts, like mm -hmm. you got to find an area that they feel competent in mm -hmm. like you said knowledgeable mm -hmm. in that's right and that they even care about yeah yeah and it goes back to that that whole relational intelligence right it's knowing where yeah. to put people in your life right so if i'm mm -hmm. studying the bible and, I, and i'm really big on something that i'm studying i'm not gonna call my wife to talk about it that's just not that's that relationship. That's something that she's not necessarily as interested in. Right. I'm gonna call my dad because he, he's a minister. We can talk for three hours about one one verse. Right. But if it's something dealing with emotions or how I might be feeling about something, my wife is perfect for that. So I know relationally where to put certain people so that they benefit me. And, and they're getting a benefit from being open to hearing what I'm saying or, or whatever I'm, I'm, I'm going through. Uh, but I think it has to be balanced and I think it has to go back to communication, right? I'm not calling uh, another female to talk about my doctoral experience that my wife doesn't know about, right? So she oh, has, she, yeah, she understands I'm calling Dr. Odom because she's been through this. She just finished before That's I did good. and and we work together. She knows it. And so it's That's that, good. again, that relation, that relational intelligence, but it's also that communication piece too. Um, and, and, and I would say therapy for the couple is important, yes. right? Yes, so, yes. You know, me and my wife yes. have been married almost 11 years and maybe about year three or four, we, we did therapy. We did therapy before we got married too, but it brought out a lot of things that made me realize my upbringing taught me some stuff um, that, that just wasn't necessarily right. And then mm -hmm. her upbringing mm -hmm. is totally different from mine as far as her wow. mother and father's relationship and my mother and father. And so it caused me to see that my thinking was programmed, number one, by, you know, my religion growing up. 
and mm-hmm. also by how I saw my mom and dad interact, which was totally mm-hmm. different from her. And wow. so that 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 shapes that relational intelligence. Now I know certain things when my son is asleep at one o'clock on a Saturday, uh, hadn't got out of bed, that, that bothers me because of how I was raised. But mm-hmm. she was raised totally different. So uh-huh. she doesn't understand that that concept. And it's the same way. My, my family, uh, my dad told us, he had this quote he would tell us all the time, if you're going to spend money, he would say, spend it on learning, spend it on education. That might not necessarily be college, but however you're spending your money, you need to make sure mm-hmm. it's benefiting you so that you can help someone else. Right. And so I value going to school like I value getting degrees, not so I can look better so I can help somebody else do what I was learning. My wife Mm -hmm. on the other end is like, I finished undergrad. I'm done. (laughs) I'm using my hands. I'm artistic. I'm doing something else. I'm not going back to school. And so that shapes that shapes that whole process because she's not going to necessarily understand why I'm allowing myself to struggle through a process that I could quit anytime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, why are you uh, torturing yourself? Correct. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and also, but also, you know what I, I see, uh, which I love that you guys did counseling is because during that doctoral process, man, some changes, mm-hmm. I saw some changes in yeah. myself. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I think I had more unlearning. Yeah than anything correct unlearning about yourself as a person yeah unlearning about about the about the world about the world yeah because i you know i I was seeing people get doctors and i was like yo how you know i was like (laughs) how in the world what school let me find that school you know and what it what it taught me was also is that we think some we overthink things a lot that process mm-hmm. taught me that it mm-hmm. taught me that mm-hmm. um sometimes less is more yes. and sometimes just being simple and to the point is better than trying yes. to 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 drag things out to make yes. yourself sound intelligent yes right? yes 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 yeah. yes and i'm yeah. always looking at the person who's doing the work correct correct like what work let me what work are you doing <laughs> correct like do what work are you doing where are you where where are you doing where are you in the work correct you know yeah don't tell me about what paper you publish what what work are you in yeah yeah that that's the person i'm looking yeah i'm looking yeah and it's a never-ending process you we always Always should be working we're learning and we're working like we should be always creating you know yes I, i think god really put that in us to create you know yes. creating whether or not I'm creating a better life for my kids or I'm creating um just ideas that come to me that's going to help someone else and I believe that we get more creative ability when we humble ourselves and create for others versus creating mm-hmm. for us that yeah. is what that is the secret I told one of my clients this right before they graduated, I said, we were sent here to replenish, subdue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is what he was talking about. Correct. That Correct. right there. Yeah. Yeah. And you posted something on Twitter the other day that said, um, I can't remember the exact post, but you said that 
you need a seed. Like you should. Oh yes, a seed planted. must accompany a faith. A faith must be accompanied by a seed. That's it. That's it. And so, you know, I think when you start thinking about faith, we know that you know James says faith without works is dead, and everybody quotes that, but mm. most people don't really understand mm. that there is no faith without works. It doesn't come by yes. itself. No, no, no. <laughs> it doesn't no, come no, no. by itself. And so the, those seeds that we plant, we, we, I think subconsciously, we should think about ourselves to a degree, but we're planting seeds for other people. Yes. Right. We're, yes. Plant, we're not planting seeds for ourselves. And when you take yes. that, that approach to that process, to, to that graduate process, like I'm not getting a doctorate just for me. Yes, you know, yes. and, and, and where, where I think you should also, you know, celebrate your accomplishment. It, it's not just for me. I'm getting this because somewhere around the, down the line, somebody is going to see somebody might see Dr. Brian Williams and say, this man has something to say. And I'm going to point them to the person that helped me get mm -hmm. to where I am, that, that actually made me and created me and, and, and put me on that course that, that mm -hmm. gave me a purpose. And so it's yeah. all about what we do for someone else and i say yeah. you know you didn't even remember when i sent you my table of contents and i was like i don't know how to fix this you didn't ask who i was you didn't send me a bill you was like i'm working on it right now and and you I, didn't even remember that you know no, and so you know that see now when i see people on twitter that's struggling with this whole process yeah. Yeah. i'm sending them your link like yeah. call her you know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, you, yeah. you planted something in me that, and you didn't even know who I was, mm -mm, right? Mm -mm, and so that mm -mm. creates that overflow, it, like it, what you were talking about. It, it it makes a difference. It makes mm -hmm. a huge difference. That's why I said, I was like, I got to get you on here so that we can have a male voice mm -hmm. and bring an energy to this conversation because I haven't heard anybody really talk about it. I mean, one of my clients told me, he is so beautiful, James. He said, Dr. Vetter, every organization, not, not, he didn't say every little group on Facebook. He said, it's all women. Mm. He said, everything is all women, all black PhD sisters, this, all black PhD. <laughs> he felt so sad. <laughs> <laughs> And he's bless his little heart. I said, I'm sorry. And he and so he's white, so he yeah. can't get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he a man. And he a man. So he can't wow. get into that. Wow. Well, and, but he he's right though. You and you know yeah. why? Because men, we're not gonna admit we're struggling with anything. Yeah. We're yeah. Mm -mm. It, Ain't no group for that. No, and I think that's the other thing that made my sessions very different with my male leaders because they literally can come in my one-on-one -on -one and say, Doc, look, I just got this promotion and I don't even know if I'm ready for it. Correct. And Correct. nobody needed to say and still go out and accept it and no one needed to know that they even felt that way. Oh, Correct. one of my clients, he said, Doc, you make me feel like I can jump off the building, man. Hey, and you do. You do. <laughs> you do. And, and that's the thing. You know, that's the, the, our society looks at the male as if uh, we have every every answer. Mm -hmm. Like we yeah. are, We're omniscient. Yes, and so we, yes. we, we won't admit a lot of times that we won't, I think Dr. Brene Brown talks about that vulnerability. Vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's weak. That's weakness for a male. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, what so they say. Yeah, it sounds yeah. cute. 
Yeah, ain't no, ain't no groups. Ain't no groups for that. We like we yeah. we don't want to be in no group with nobody that's being vulnerable. But that whole mm-hmm. process that goes back to the initial uh, premise of what we we're talking about, that whole process causes you to have to be vulnerable. If you're gonna survive it, you're gonna have to be be vulnerable at some point, mm-hmm. and you're gonna mm-hmm. have to be dependent on uh, someone else to help mm-hmm. you through it. And that's why it's a, that's why it's a, that's why it's a struggle for a lot of men. And I think it to, to, to come almost to our closing, I think that to be one of the things uh, I would even say for the women who are, um, it's beautiful that they are leaders, but I think uh, softening the edges again, mm-hmm. because it's what makes us who we are, right? Correct. I Correct. think that it's it's what makes us who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we definitely are still able to lead from the place that we can effectively um, with soft edges. I think they, they, we don't have to be men. We, we don't have to, Correct. we don't have to, we don't even have to compete with them um, because we already know we're smarter than them. That's <laughs> true. And that's a hundred percent true. <laughs> we, well, I, I think the only difference now is it. We no longer have to be hidden figures. I yeah. think that's the only yeah. difference. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I have enjoyed this conversation with yes, you. Where can my people find you? Listen, if you go to basicwisdomllc.com, all of my social media handles are there: LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You um, have a YouTube channel too. And my YouTube channel is on there, The Moment of Clarity, Lessons in Leadership with Dr. Brian Williams. And I am very um, vibrant on social media. So if you send me a message, I'm going to respond almost okay. immediately. If you email me, I'm going to respond. Um, and so I do encourage people, if you if you get a chance to check out The Moment of Clarity, um, there are a lot of little basic nuggets that I give there to help with leadership. And it's not anything that's so profound um, that, 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 that you can't understand it. It's very basic. Um, and, and, you know, when I started basic wisdom, it was basically coming off of what Solomon says about, you know, um, wisdom is the principal thing, but with all that get and get understanding. And I think we've made society so complicated when, when God, when he created us that we weren't that smart, (laughs) he gave it to us in a basic way. And yeah. if we if we follow those basic tips, we can really impact people and really really change the world. So I encourage everybody to go check out the moment of clarity, and I think it'll bless you.